Hello and welcome to Shara Cola with Jay. Today I am going to be talking to a guest online instead of in person. Normally I'd want to do it in in person, but due to the coronavirus, I'm maintaining my distance from people. Therefore, this entire interview will be done randomly with a random person that I found through the game of Overwatch. All right, so completely random. my guest, <laughs> completely <laughs> random. It was completely random. I created a created group. And I won't be sharing a cola because my blood sugar has been a little high. So I'm going to be sipping on some water for today. Um, uh, so Check my that. guest, I don't even know your name. I just know your battle tag. Uh, what is your name and where are you from? Um, I'm Patrick. Uh, I come from, I'm from Warsaw, the capital of Poland. Oh, nice to meet you, Patrick. My name is Jay and I am from California, USA. Okay. And so to start off, we'll start off with some basic questions. How old are you? Oh, I'm 18. Just turned right. July. And uh, with schooling, what's what's that? What's your schooling situation currently? Well, I just finished in the Duke of York's Royal Military School, which is oh, okay. uh, just like uh, north of Brighton in the UK. And oh. um, I'm t- currently, I think I'm, I'll be taking a gap year. Before mm-hmm. I move on to uni right now, which I'm going to be going into economics. Uh, so you said a military academy, like? Well, no, that's just school? more. Th- it's more to do with history. It's not an actual oh. currently a military school. It's just a regular boarding school, but it has some military practices. But it's just more about the history of the school. So are boarding schools like I I only know what I've seen from like Charles Dickens books like turned into films like mm-hmm. boarding schools I just picture like uniforms and just like old guys and well, what what's just old school schools like? in the UK like you, um, uniforms are mandatory in every single school in the UK oh. uh and uh, well the only difference is that you live on campus like mm-hmm. literally that's the only difference you okay there's not much to it it's like it's not extra super strict or everything has to be this way. They give you freedom, but, you know, you mm-hmm. still just live on campus and you feel uh, uh, much more of a part of the community that way. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it's more like a fraternity type thing. Uh, are these gender-based or like... or are um, they Well, the way it's set up say. and the way it's uh, set up in a lot of the UK, in regular schools as well, is uh, both genders do go to the school. But um, mm. in most uh, classes, they are separated. Um, I'm not sure exactly why. But in some classes, they're not. Some classes, they are. Most, they are. I'm not sure exactly why, but that's just the way it is. Wait, so you're the saying the are classes as well. are gender separated? Yeah. Like but you the will school have is class- Yeah. Oh, so you okay. have both girls and boys and, you know, some classes you'll have only boys and only girls and some you'll have a mix and obviously the dorms are... Also, uh, you know, separated. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Which I I would say, like, with uh, you could have a better opportunity of having a significant other in that situation because, like, you're constantly around each other. Or you could end up hating someone. I'd say the opposite. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Does it make people less appealing whenever you see them all the time? Uh, No, that's not why. It's just, uh, it's not easy to... Uh, really, uh, like there's this kind of gap between the genders where there's very few people that really talk to each other. And it's uh, kind of uh, difficult because since the school separates, uh, 
uh, everyone by gender, people end up making their own groups in their gender because they um, most of the time they see people in the gender. So it's actually it's pretty rare for a couple in a school. Oh, geez. <laughs> that, that sounds very different from traditional schools. And you said all UK yeah. schools are uh, no, uniform no. based. Yeah, yeah. All UK schools are uniform. It's, that's, a, that's it's a legal requirement. It's a requirement outside of the UK in British education based schools as well. So it's not like a, it's not a legal thing. It's more of a, the British curriculum requires it. Huh. <laughs> like you can't study well unless you have a uniform on, apparently. No, literally. I, if you even if you for example if you if you don't bring your tie into school they send you out the door oh my goodness yep uh, that's insane like i remember um my I high think school it's insane growing as well. up, um, um my high school growing up they the they were having trouble with short shorts because it's so distracting for people and stuff uh quote i put that in quotes and uh they were talking about changing to a uniform and people were complaining and crying about it. And then mm-hmm. here in the UK, that's a requirement. Yeah. I recently went to an American school. Well, not recently, about two years ago. And it, we in that school, they had the exact same problem. And mm-hmm. uh, actually the main, one of the main drivers for the problem was my ex-girlfriend. Cause she oh, would geez. always be wearing like really short shorts. Oh, geez. I, I would say that, I don't see the correlation between academics and wearing a uniform. Although mm. I wish I would have worn a uniform in high school because I love uniforms, like wearing one, because then I don't have to plan out anything to wear. Mm. And that's true. I, that's, that's the most stressful thing for me, even as an adult learning what I should, I mean, thinking about what I should wear going outside. Well, there's two main reasons why the uniforms are implemented in these UK schools. And one, which is what they tell everyone and what they want the parents to think and everyone to think mm-hmm. uh, is to for pe- children to not feel indifferent to each other and to be on an equal level and, you know, to not make fun of each other for each other's clothes or whatever. Right. For but sure. the real reason is the money because they make insane money off these uniforms because if you don't get their uniform, you can't go to their school. And for a lot of people, that's their only option. And they've already paid for the semester. And the uniform then ends up to being two hundred fifty dollars. So it's a, it's a really big money maker, and you know the, these uniforms are pretty low quality, so you have to re- replace them. For example, like a blazer would cost up to like one hundred fifty euros for the large sizes. Oh my goodness! And it was bad quality. It would so you would have to buy multiple. So you're telling me essentially they monopolize the uniform business. So are, is it the same company that supplies for all the schools? Or? No, uh, it's um, I, I, it's region based for the public schools, but oh, for okay. the private and the like state owned uh, class private schools. I'm not sure what the exact name for them, where they receive some funds from the state, but I have to to provide with uh, their own profits for a lot of it. Um, they have their own uh, production. That. That's kind of messed up because even by region, it's essentially monopol- monopolized. So like mm. people very have corrupt. to buy that uniform. Yeah, it's uh, it is the UK schools get away with a lot of things like this. That's that's the last thing I thought I'd learned today was that there's kind of a shady business in yeah. school uniforms. It's uh, quite interesting. It it is, and moving on to my next topic. Do you believe in a God? To be honest, uh, me, I believe what I see. 
Um, I was brought up in a very religious upbringing, and I decided for myself that it's not my thing. I don't have a problem with anyone that does uh, uh, that is religious or uh, does believe in God. Uh, I personally don't, and but I don't really dwell on it. You know, it's not like okay. oh, there is no God, and I'm gonna be like super depressed about it and tell everyone you think there's a God. No, that's wrong. I respect everyone's values. I just don't stick my nose in the subject, to be honest. For sure. I mean, like, you have no fear of the afterlife then? Or of death? Um, yeah, I, no, not really. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> do, I, do I fear death? Of course. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really think about the afterlife. Okay. So you don't believe if there is an afterlife or you just don't care? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows if there's an afterlife or not. I can't really say I don't believe it because it can't be proven. It hasn't been mm-hmm. proven. And so, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to think about it. So I just don't. <laughs> For sure. I, I don't know if that was you having an epiphany, that, that bell sound, or if that was your phone. That was my phone. I actually need to be a bit more quiet because it is 4 a.m. Okay. There are people trying to sleep. True. Pull in, pull in different time zone. Just tell them you're, you're doing a podcast. That's all you got to tell them. They don't care. That's right. okay. I'll just be real quiet. That's okay. We can get some ASMR from you. That is perfectly fine by me. Okay. All right. So next, what what is the one thing that is? Do you think you're a nice person? Um. Well, everyone's judgment of themselves is always going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be they don't put give themselves enough credit, or they give them give themselves too much credit. And you can really never know. You really need someone else's opinion on that. So I, I, I like to think I'm a nice person, but um, it really depends uh, on who, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not the same person to everyone, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, you put on different faces for different people. So I, I don't know. It's a very hard question to answer, but yeah. This next question might be, feel a little personal and if if you don't feel like answering it i'm completely fine with that but okay. what's the meanest thing you've ever done like oh, I, think I don't about it and it haunts you oh haunts me everyone uh, has at least one thing i promise yeah you. i have multiple don't worry but i've kind of overcome those because there were mm-hmm. things that haunted me for multiple years in the past but it's something i've managed to overcome mm-hmm. um I don't really want to go into details. For sure. I understand that. Which which we can just skip over this question if that's okay. Sorry? We can just skip over this question if that's okay. Yeah. That's, because I don't want to make I, I like that. Because uh, the details are very, would be revealing to other people which might not want to have this. For sure. Discussion. For sure. And I understand that completely. What do you think is the most defining thing? The, a moment that made you the person that you are? Like one thing that, well, it, it can be a number of things, honestly, <laughs> but who is talking to me and what created that? Like whether you're an introvert, extrovert, mm. like those can be personality traits, but sometimes like, you know, someone's afraid of public speaking because they were made fun of as a child, just different things. But what made you who you are right now? Oh, that's a very good question. Very deep, these questions, you know? Um I'd say that isolation mm. 
mostly because I was isolated for a while. Uh, not out of, uh, you know, that I yeah, was locked away or whatever, but I uh, kind of isolated myself before this COVID was even a thing. And um, that made me pretty sad. And uh, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to change that. And that the journey that started with me wanting to change that has kind of led me on the rest of my life. Oh, geez. So a lot of isolation. So would you say, like, so I've I've met a lot of introverts online, and usually they're the most talkative. Would you say if I met you in the street, Patrick, and I start tried to talk to you, do you think you're more introvert or an extrovert? Um, I'd say I'm more extroverted now, mm-hmm. but it also depends because um, the very definition of an introvert and an extrovert can is very clouded. Because the actual definition, I believe, is if you an introvert will find talking and meeting people and socializing in general tiring, while mm-hmm. an extrovert will receive energy from it. Now, I I do find it tiring if, if I have to, you know talk to new mm-hmm. people all the time but I think that's just anyone but overall it does uh, uplift me and it is something I enjoy socializing so I'd say I'm I lean closer to being extroverted for sure all right well then talking to me should be and seems to be very easy for you yeah it's, um, it's fine in general would you say you grew up in a loving home I know I sound like a counselor right now but I'm trying to get <laughs> engage who you are as a person before I start talking about the world okay Oh, yes, definitely. You know, it wasn't perfect by any means, but um, I had two loving parents and that's what mattered the most to me in the end. Okay, for sure. No siblings or? Uh, No, I'm an only child. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. So my question is starting with American politics. All right. And I, I don't believe that everyone hears about America around the world. I don't actually know what it's like. Um, in general, do things that happen in America have shockwaves throughout the world? Yes. Or would you say, so they do? Well, mm, oh, okay. Shockwaves throughout the world. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's the most, uh, how do you say, like, there, there's the most media coverage on it, so everyone hears about it. Like. Mm-hmm. American politics are kind of like the new fucking Kardashians. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> will see what happens. And it's just as entertaining too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you do hear about it quite a lot here. Alright. And when with George Floyd um dying, uh were there any protests in Poland or Yeah, there were. There were actually protests in Poland. And I actually went to one. Oh, geez. Okay. So I, I think... To, I'm not really, like, a huge, uh, like, uh, how do you say it? I, I don't really like to take take sides on the Black Lives Matter thing because mm-hmm. I don't want... Because I, I, I see both negatives and positives in it. So okay. I was just kind of like a bystander. Okay. So you just went to see what was going on? Yeah, I mean, it was the best thing that happened in the town for a while. After COVID <laughs> struck, there was everything was closed. For sure. And you said there were good and bad things, which this actually leads me into the next question. How do you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, for one, I think it's great. It has its merits, obviously. And uh, mm-hmm. I do believe that 
for a lot of what pe- these people are fighting for is right and that you know uh it's these peaceful protests are fine but well, what i don't like about it is uh, when it stops being a peaceful protest but the media tries to cover it as one to, as to not offend people even though there are like things that are much wor- uh, much worse happening so, such as you know vandalizing shops or well i'm sure you've heard of uh well with the vandalizing and stuff uh, so you know who martin luther king was right yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i finished his truth customer so he was very peaceful you know he was like the black lives matter movement in the one of the original leaders of it if you think about it Mm-hmm. But the thing about him was there was another man named Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Do you know, who Malcolm know about X? him as well? Yes, exactly. And uh, both were assassinated. Mm-hmm. Well, murdered, assassinated. They're top figures. Um, but Malcolm was like the opposite of Martin Luther King. You know, they both wanted the same thing in many ways. From what I understand, they both wanted the same thing. But Malcolm X believed that there should be big demonstrations, you know, the burning, the looting, the rioting. Mm-hmm. And Martin Luther King believes that peaceful peace was the way. And the funny thing is, in the end, they both had the same outcome. They both died. And you can say things changed and they're like... Of course, like black people don't have to sit at different tables anymore or drink different wa- from different water fountains, different bathrooms or anything like that. But there's still heavy racism in this country. Um, and I don't think you can have peace without violence, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. like some people may say like the the like looting of a target had nothing to do with George Floyd. But I feel like it actually helps the writing personally. Um, Well, yeah, it's, I'd say, yeah, it's, it helps create more attention to it and more attention Mm -hmm. means things are going bad and they need to take action. It's more Mm -hmm. of like, um, it helps the response come quicker but I, I just I just don't agree with it in any way, and I can't possibly find an excuse for that to be allowed. Mm. So you say you think it helps, but you don't think it should happen. No, I, I think it's I don't think it sh- should be allowed. Okay, well, it's technically not allowed there. Um, it, it's definitely not allowed, but well, it's and, not allowed, like, but people do get away with it because for sure. Well, I don't have to go deeper into that. <laughs> no, I, I'd like you to, please. Uh, I am all for hearing your opinions. Well, well, what happens is people uh, do these things. Uh, it's not even like looting a target. I'm more about the most serious cases of people vandalizing and shutting down small businesses, leaving mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the families without an income and possibly causing more damage in the process, which I just don't believe in, you know, creating mm-hmm. more damage is going to help fix the problem. It's just going to make more problems. And those problems are going to make more problems and it continues, right? For sure. And, uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, and 
these uh, people, they truly believe they're in the right by doing this. They're mostly following the crowd and they get excused for it. Well, not all of them, but a large majority does get excused for it because uh, the radical left uh, one just uh, wants to mask these as peaceful protests while they're really no better than a riot in the streets. Hmm. Okay. Um, so the radical left, you're referring to people who just will never see the right? Like, you're talking about, like, well, obviously, like, what would you say a radical right looks like? A radical right, well, obviously, uh, varies between libertarian and authoritarian, but uh, obviously when I was saying radical left, I was referring to liberal. For sure, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but I'd say a radical right is is no more right than a radical left. Mm-hmm. I'm personally not a radicalist, and uh, you know each approach has its uh, you know these uh, merits. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an ideology. But it's uh, really. It's because a lot of people don't actually realize they see an a utopian version of what each of these ideologies would present in a society instead of what would actually happen. And in the, in the radical left, in their eyes, it's fine, but like uh, that's a utopia because they've only seen a utopian view. And when the, those things actually come to a fruition, sometimes they can't; they're not as pretty as they thought they might be. Hmm. Okay. So you mentioned utopias. We have different views of a utopia, the right and the left. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? I'll ask you one about each. Um, what do you think a utopia for the right would look like? Well, I feel like we're living in it, honestly, um, with Donald mm-hmm. Trump in power uh, because they love him. I and love Trump. You do? I do okay. love Trump. I do think he's, I don't, I don't, I do think he's a good president. All right. Um, I'm not a you know blind follower, but I do like his policies. Okay. And what do you think he's done for our country that's made us better? Because I know in the EU, um, oh, I forget what her name is. The German Prime Minister Mar is it Martha something or I forget Martha what her Stewart. name is. <laughs> Martha Stewart. I actually thought about that, and I was like, wait, no, they I'm not exactly like sure either. <laughs> but um she she hates trump um mm. and i feel like she's very outspoken the german prime minister in yeah. the eu uh <laughs> so your views of are your views of her the opposite of what you feel of trump are you know, um i don't like to really just make it as plain as that because of course yeah, but um, I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't like her. Okay. <laughs> she's, uh, I, I don't think she's really, like, it's hard to care. I, she's very soft and she's very kind of, well, okay, It's uh, my brain is kind of malfunctioning as it is 4 a.m., but I just hope you're able to understand what I'm trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. I'm I'm not into too too much into German politics myself, so I've only seen like two to three speeches of us. So mm-hmm. I don't like uh, I don't really have much to say based on that. But yeah, 
Okay. And uh, I, for anyone listening who would say his opinion doesn't matter because he's Polish, uh, things like he said, ripples are felt around the world for whether Trump wins or Biden wins, it will be felt. The policies will change regardless. Um, Trump has promised to be more extreme for a second term. Uh, more extreme in the way that he's going to double down on his efforts or what uh, what he believes in. And that's that's what a lot of left are afraid of. Biden is planning to essentially undo a lot of what Trump has done. Mm-hmm. Um, he's even talked about doing another lockdown for our country uh, to suppress COVID. And uh, so what happens here in the U.S. does affect other countries. And that's why I'm very open to listening to someone from Poland talk about U.S. politics, because it's also interesting to hear an outside source. You know, sometimes you're in a, in you're in the middle of it and you can't see the other angles from outside. So um, my question is, with, how do you feel? All right. Dang, how do I word this? <laughs> so with Trump being a celebrity, he was a celebrity before. And he's a person who's had a lot of things handed to him in life. You know, being born to a very wealthy man uh, and having his company given to you. <laughs> I'm sure that would put you a little out of touch. Do you think he's at all out of touch with the common person? Yes, I mean, I think it would be stupid to say for anyone of that wealth to not be out of touch. It's, uh, but yeah, it's it's hard for him to relate to the average citizen, I guess. But that doesn't go any different for someone like Biden. Hmm. Yeah, Biden's been in politics for I think forty-seven years now. Yeah, he's in for about half a century. Yeah, hmm. creeping his head up every once in a while to run for president. Which the problem I see with um, with the way that Trump is is, and what scares me the most is the fact that he hasn't been in politics. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I just can't get over it. These last four years have been very strange here, very strange. Um, maybe it's because I'm older, but I've never seen the country like this. It feels like so split in two. Did you hear about the? kid the 17 year old kid who shot three people oh uh, yeah i saw a meme about it <laughs> yeah that's what it's come down to honestly yeah but the scary thing is whenever you have people who are far right who i will say are far right cheering him on mm, saying he shot communists um <laughs> because like whenever you're far left the first thing that people say is that you're a communist when you're far right you're a what um really defends i'm not sure a nazi okay that's, that's typically here what we'd say if you're super far right you're a nazi okay. and if you're far left you're a communist and um not that it's true either way you know um but viewpoints can be pretty communist when you're on the far left and can start to sound like a nazi far right and mind you i'm saying far I'm not saying if you are right, you're a Nazi, and if you are left, you're a communist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, oh, here's one thing. So do you think Trump will win? I, I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going to happen. 
<laughs> I don't know going to happen. Um, in my opinion, I think he might lose. But he would have won if COVID would have never happened. I I can't tell you honestly. I I really don't know. Um, I just don't have anything to base a guess off of. Like for sure, he might have. He might have not. Yeah, I, I remember. I really don't know. All right, before before I wrap up, tell me a little bit about Poland. I wanna I wanna end on a positive note. If I was going because last night. I had pierogies. I love pierogies. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know if they're actually filled with cheese in Poland. Um, uh, they, they come with different they, fillings. What, what What are the typical fillings that you would have in a pierogi? Oh, cheese is actually one that came about uh, when Poland was in a uh, communist, uh, well, under the control of the Soviet Union, and meat was mm-hmm. kind of hard to come by. So a lot of Polish comfort food was actually developed under very simple ingredients that were available during that time and made for very cheap prices. So such as the cheese filling, which was mainly inspired by that. That's why we call it um, Ruske, which basically translates to Russian. That's that's pretty cool. And so like, the, and now pierogies here in the U.S. are marked up pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> and to think that it came from simple ingredients that were easily made. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of Polish immigrants that need to make a living, so that's uh, that's probably why the prices went up. <laughs> okay, and um, if someone was potentially just, I want to throw this out here because you're from Poland. If someone was looking to one day go to Poland, what is one place you would say to visit? Okay, first of all, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not really an expert on Polish anything because I've only <laughs> lived in this country for about. Four years of my life, the other have been traveling, oh. right? But my family's based here, so I do know quite a bit. But uh, if there was one place, the mistake I see a lot of people make is they go to Krakow because it's a historic place and it's nice, but you get bored after two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to see Auschwitz and you're bored. There's nothing oh. really spectacular there. Um, so yeah. I do suggest uh, you go to the capital, which is a much bigger city. It's uh, it, well, it's a proper city, basically. It's mm. not like a little countryside town like Krakow. Okay, well, sounds like and you said you traveled a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. What yeah. for school? Obviously to England, but where else have you been? Um, to be honest, I lived in quite a lot of places. For the ones I stayed in the longest were. Uh, Spain, and I travel around Southeast Asia, Hong Kong, Thailand, and uh, I lived in the U.S. for a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what what state by by any chance? Uh, Florida. Florida of all the places, Florida. Did you get to see D.C.? Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Oh, uh, that's our capital. Washington DC. Oh, oh no 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 no! Oh, I thought you meant like DC, like superheroes. Uh, oh no. <laughs> no, I've never been to DC. No. Okay, neither have I, and I lived right beside it. <laughs> but um, thank you so much, Patrick, for talking with me. It's been really great talking to you, and I feel like I know you a little more, you know. And yeah, I hope sure. I didn't sound too. I I I was hoping to stay more bipartisan, and I hope that I maintained that throughout this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to hear what you believed. And uh, 
for anyone listening, this was completely random. And I want to, for future podcasts, I want to stay a little away from politics. But the reason why I wanted to talk about them today is because there's a huge election coming up. And for any Americans that are 18 and up, no matter what you believe, register to vote. That's like the one thing you are guaranteed in this country, your right to vote. So go register and try to mail in if you can, you know, stay away from the polls. If you live in a hot zone like Florida or California for COVID, just try to mail it in. That will not be taken away from you, but just vote, register. All right. Anything else you'd like to say, Patrick? Um, no, there's not really much. Uh, I, I don't feel like I, I don't really know your audience. I don't really know. If there's anything I should add, I'm scared. But no, you uh, can add whatever you like. If you want to sign up for personal coaching, I, no. yeah, seriously, <laughs> if you have anything you want to promote indoors, no, it's okay. I, I don't really like to mess with that. All right. Well, it's been awesome having you, Patrick. This has been Share a Cola with Jay. And next time, I'll actually have a cola. My blood sugar, like I said, was a little bit high today. So I'm not diabetic, but. I still like to keep it down, if you know what I'm saying. But I will catch you all next time. Next time, I believe, another guest from Overwatch. And uh, their beliefs are a little bit different than Patrick's. We'll find out what happens then.